and throughout the rest of the week and throughout the rest of the year and and so on. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to put on, this is a very short video, uh, just a few minutes. It's from a group called Open Doors. Um, I was at a conference there just a few days ago, and I, I, I met this guy who's in the video. Uh, and it sort of sets, sets the stage of what I'm speaking on tonight. So it's just, uh, and I may skip just a minute or two of the video to get into it. So um, you're, you're going to um, just take a look at this. in value it's the moment in time I realized that he, he's talking the background he's, t- he's talking about how you know we take the Lord's name in vain and that means we, we use it it's not just we use it in a bad way but sometimes we just say it lightly and it's not something we say light, lightly and there's a story he's going to tell which is what I'm going to let you hear about how we shouldn't take things of God lightly. I actually break this commandment all the time. And more often than not, I break it at church. How much value, how much worth do you place on the name of Jesus? As I thought through this, it reminded me of a girl called Susan from Uganda. She's 14 years old and from a strictly Islamic family. One day a visiting speaker came to her school. He spoke about this guy called Jesus who claimed he was a son of God and had come to save the world. And right there, Susan decided to give her life to Jesus. When she got home, her father found out and he was furious. In fact, on one occasion in broad daylight, he grabbed Susan and her younger brother and dragged them outside. He held a knife to their throat and said, Susan, if you do not stop going to church and worshipping God, I will kill you and your brother. But Susan didn't stop. Her father grabbed her. He took her to a room in their house and placed a mat on the floor. He told Susan to sit on that mat and do not move until you are willing to deny Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Her father turned around, walked out of the room and locked the door. Susan's father didn't return to that room for three months. The only way Susan survived was that while her father was out, her brother would dig a hole under the door. He would pour water into it for Susan to lap up. On occasion, he would fry up some banana and slide that under the door to his sister. After about three months, the neighbours began to wonder where Susan was and they asked her brother. He told them and they immediately called the police. When they came, they opened the door and they found Susan. She was sitting on the mat. She was alive, but only just. You see, the bones in her legs had begun to grow and conform to the way she had been sitting. And she weighed 20 kilos. They grabbed her and rushed her to hospital where they began to rehabilitate her. When Susan was asked why she hadn't tried to escape, why she hadn't even left the mat, without missing a beat, she replied, because my father said if I was to leave that mat, I would be denying Jesus. And I couldn't do that. Worthlessness. 
It never even seemed to cross her mind, did it? This is exactly what the third commandment is about. A faith driven by a passion for God that realises not only to be in relationship with Him, but to be able to call on His name is among the most sacred privileges we have as Christians. A privilege the world can't conceive and a privilege that we so often take for granted. You shall not use the name of Yahweh for worthlessness. Susan wouldn't. There's a, a, a pic, picture of her. Um, he didn't, I don't know if he told the story, but she was 11 when that all occurred. Uh, when she she chose, and so I show it because can I just be honest with you? There's a seriousness we sometimes forget about of our faith, and I'm going to talk about some things tonight that are. Um, you may hear it all the time, but there's a seriousness to living out your faith. And it's easy to slip into ways of the world. And we, we sort of say, oh, it's not that bad. I'm not that bad. But how serious are you and I about our faith? Because I, I want to be <laughs> like that girl. Because... Her father said, if you leave the mat, you, you deny Christ. That's what that means. So she said, I'm not going to leave it. So I thought, wow. And these stories, these things occur all the time. It's not like, I mean, this is like one, uh, stuff like this does occur. So uh, let's, um, it sort of helps put life in perspective, huh? You know what I'm saying? When you go, man, I've had a bad week. You sort of see that and go, dadgum, Lord, I'm sorry that I've been acting like I've had a bad week. Um, that's what I do. I don't know about you. I'll just speak for myself. We're in the book of... Do you know what book we're in still? Ephesians was written by who? You all know that now so well. And he wrote it to who? Gentiles. Gentiles. Non-Jews who were believers. believers in Jesus Christ. Very good. Okay, so that's who he wrote to. We're actually, we're, and it's been a while since I've gotten to speak with you. Spring break hit. I was out of town for a week and some things like that. And um, uh, we had just finished where he said, take off the old self with Christ coming into your life. You take off the old self and you put on the new self. This is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse, chapter four, verse 24. And he's going to go on and say some things going, hey, don't don't do this, but do this. Okay, is what he's, he's about to give us a list. And if you just sort of look, look at this, you can go, yeah, yeah, I know this. Yeah, I know it. But I'm going to ask you tonight to really think about it in your life and go, okay, am I serious about my faith? Do I want to be ser- ser- serious about, you, about my faith? Because if you do, it will cost you. It will be hard. Okay, so here, here we go. If you can... Um, Stand with me as we read God's Word together. It's going to be on the screens if you don't have your Bible. Try and bring your your Bibles to this place. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse, in verse 25, he says this. It says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 
and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor or work, doing honest work with his hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Let's pray one more time. Dear God, I thank you for your holy and perfect word. I thank you for your truth that is in it. Lord, I thank you for um, just stuff that you're about to reveal in hearts and lives that um, we may not show in the outside, but we know on the inside. Lord, help us to respond to your word in the proper way. Lord, help us fight to be be righteous before you, uh, just to give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, there's a couple things to look out for, okay? I will say, say this. I might step on your toes tonight. I don't come into this going, man, I can't wait to step on their toes. But I'm going to speak about some things, and I know I will be stepping on on toes. But know this. When I say that, and some of you I've had conversations with, okay, it's nothing personal. It's where the text is at. And I teach this because I, I love you. I teach this as well because I want to get this as much as I want you to, to get this. Okay. Verse 25, let's read that again. It says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his, with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. First point for tonight, stop lying and tell the truth. Decide in your life right now, stop lying and tell the truth. Lie, we hear lies all the time. Is that true or false? Are, are the, okay, what are types of lies that are out there? What, what are some lies? I'm not saying what have you done. I'm just saying what are some lies that we hear or do? It, like the, 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 the human race, huh? Yeah, Mom, I did that. Yeah, Mom, yeah, yeah, I did it. I got it done. That, that's good. I'm sure none of you all have, have said that. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I heard it. What else is a lie that you say? Yeah, you know what? Well, when I was um, when I went for a hike, I, I didn't hike two miles. I, I hiked forty seven miles in one day. I mean, we tend to stretch stretch some, right? When we tell stories, someone there there's a yeah. You always sometimes there's that one person, or it could be a few that they always want to outdo your story, and you're just like, okay, yeah, well, only only ran ten miles, and you ran thirty. Okay, you're you know. Uh, and so, what are other types of lies? Are, would y'all agree they're big lies? And they're small lies. We, we category in some get no. All lies are the same for God because sin's a sin. Okay, I, I get that. But we we categorize it as in that, that's a big lie. Ooh, that's a big one. I am. Um, I need to tell y'all a story. Back when I was a teenager, <laughs> working in the movies. One of the I had the most friends that year in all my life because I could take four friends a night to the movies for free. And then when I got fired from the the, the the movies, I um, I lost all my friends, except for like two. And um, 
Best year of my life, worst year of life. I wanted to go see a rock group. It was probably back in 1986 called Jefferson Starship. Dude, dude, they were, they were awesome. And I, I want to bring you back into the experience a little bit. So I asked mom and dad if I could go. I asked mom, I don't think I asked dad. He was always at work a lot. And I asked them if I, if I could go, and mom said, no, uh, we don't know these friends you want to go with. And I was like, they're, they're, they're cool, it's, it's good. And so I ended up, I told my friends, um, yeah, I can go. And I told my mom, uh, well, I, I've, I've got to work this night. So she thought I was going to go to work. So instead of going to work, I met my friends at, at work. And went to the concert. And when I went, when I walked into it, go, go and play it. This song was just, start, just started up. I remember when I, I walked in. Just watch this for a second. This is 86. This is a video that you what I saw. But just look at the, these faces that you're about to see. Look at this. Feel it, people. Watch the way he turns the, the guitar. This is... Stephen Muller right here all the way. Look at that. Look at that. Say Look at this. Is this not quality? Feel it? Look at her. She's a little scary right there. All right, it's going to freeze right there. Okay, that's all you get for the concert experience. I am... Um, I, 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 I lied to my mom um, so I could see that, okay? Uh, well, I go there and have a great time. The, the concert, I'm saving sound. I get back when I'm supposed to be off work. And I get home. Oh, no, it's right. I'm still sore. <laughs> I get home and um, mom goes, hey, the hell's work tonight? Be careful when your parents say stuff like that, people. And you know what? Let me tell you something about a lie. Usually a lie leads to more lies. Because I said, oh, work, 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 work was good. I don't even think I stutter. I think I was smooth. I didn't do that, you know. And um, so that was lie, lie number two. Yeah, 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 I'm really tired, though, you know. So, But she goes, work was good? Said, yeah, yeah, work's good. Lie three, lie four, lie five, right there. She goes, oh, because I went to the movies tonight. I went, oh, she goes, and I, I, I ask where you were. And they said you weren't work, working. Have you ever been in that spot before? Some of you don't raise your hand. Bad spot to be at. Bad spot. You know, lies, you usually you don't think they're a big, a big deal. And can I tell you this? I wouldn't even say that start off as a small I, I think a lie to your parents it, starts off as a bigger lie from the get-go. So let you please understand, because there's small ones that we do all the time. Um, but if, if you, there's a principle that is true that says if you, if you start to lie on small things, you're going to lie on the big things. And th- the temptation doesn't go away when you become an adult. Last week, my wife and I had gone f- for a walk. She was talking about, we are talking about her going to the zoo. We've got a, z- a zoo pass, right? And they pay for it one time a year. And uh, here's the zoo pass. And it's, it's for us. And it time it was four kids. We could, we could now get five. But Kylie's still free. But she's one of our kids. So it's a, a zoo pass. 
And Michelle was going to go with some friends, and she was going to have all of our kids. She goes, well, I've got the zoo pass, and I've only got two of our kids going, so there's two more kids. And we talked about it, and we, you know what? And the temptation was there going, yeah, we can just take them because we've got room for two more. And we talked and said, oh, you know what? They're, they're not our kids. And we even said this, this statement, if we lie on the small things, we're going to lie on the big things. It, it still comes. The temptation is still there. And can I tell you, it is worth it to do what is right every time. But you've got to fight through it. He says, be honest. Um, you know, and can I tell you, temptation, I've, I've been on staff with the church for 20 years. It doesn't matter. Temptations come. And you still go, uh, and you just got to fight through it and go, okay, God, I'll give, give you honor. Be be honest. Honest. Stop lying and be honest. Okay? Next point. It says this. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Do you understand there's an anger that is righteous, but the way that we respond is, is what? It has to do with everything. It's first what we get mad about. If someone hurt my my feelings, I don't know if you are righteous to get angry about it. If um, there are child slaves around the world and it's unjust, I think there's a righteous anger about that. And the way we we, we respond to that, because we, we love the things that God loves and we hate the things that God hates. So there's an anger, which he talks about right there, that it is a good one. But stop living angry. You do not understand. Now, this isn't just hangry, the person that is hungry and angry, okay? Because we've all been there, right? When you're, you want food, you, teenagers especially, guys, dear Lord, y'all are a wreck. Noah can't get his his microwave popcorn at 10.30 at night before bed. He's just a wreck. I'm kidding, son. You're not who you are. Okay. <clears throat> Mom's not here. She'll go. <clears throat> Stop living angry. And look, look, look what it says. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. What does that mean? You know what that means? When you go to bed, you need to have dealt with it and not be fuming over it. I would tell stories, but this does get put online. And I, I've worked in the church for a long time, and there's lives that have come through mine that I've dealt with that have gotten mad. I've seen them. And they might not have been mad at me, but mad with someone in the church. And they get angry, and it's usually a small thing, and they don't deal with, 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 with it. And if you don't deal with ang- 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 anger, there's a root that begins to form in you. It's called bit- 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 bitterness. And you start to feel good about your anger because you're right to it. And then the person you are angry with will do something that's not even that bad, but, man, it just ticks you off. And that bitterness will grow and grow, and you will live the most depressing, ugly life that you could ever choose to live because you're bitter, because you let anger rule. There's another spot in Scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 5, when he's, it's the Sermon on, on the Mount. I think she's got it for the screen. It says this, So if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. You know what God wants? If there's, there is conflict, He wants you to deal with that. And can I tell you, many times when you deal with it, they may not accept it. But God doesn't tell you to force them to accept it. God says you deal with it and you leave it there and you walk away. And they may hate your guts. I know you'd be amazed, but there are, are people in this world that hate my guts. I know me. 
I know you're just you're going he's lying he's breaking the first rule no it's true but I've gone to them I've tried to love them and I've had just had to walk away and I've even said if I offended you I'm sorry I didn't mean to I didn't think I had but I, you, you want to do what's right don't live angry it will wreck you every time um, look at this next verse verse 28 says this, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Third point, don't be a thief, be a giver. Okay, because notice it doesn't say, hey, just don't steal and, and, and um, be nice. It says, actually, don't steal, work, and give some of that away. Be the Opposite. Today is tax day, April 15th, a day many fear um, because there at the post office is jammed. They're trying to get their, their thing filed. And this is where you pay the government for your income tax or the states, for some states, your taxes for the year. Today is the very last day. Interesting fact about it. 421 staff from the House of Representatives, 421 of the staff, including those who are elected to serve there, owe $6.5 million in back taxes as we speak. They sort of help make the laws. Um, 217 staff from the Senate owe $2.7 million in taxes. The, I, the there's there's 1,108 workers of the IRS. Okay, this is the group that gets the tax that owe 7.6 million. There's 2,000 workers in the justice system that owe over 14.6 million in back taxes. Um, question for you. Because they do that, does that make it right for you to say, I'm not going to do that? Is there any biblical response to this on how we're supposed to act? Obey every order of man. There you go. That's what we're supposed to do. And in Mark, I think it's Mark, I've got it written right here, 12. Jesus said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. Because they tried to get him in a, hey, who, who does this coin go, 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 go to? And he said, hey, if you owe the tax, pay the tax. It may not even be right, but pay it. So if you ever go, I'm not sure if I'm going to pay. If you make over three grand a year, you're responsible, I think, or something like that to pay taxes. And if you don't, you're a thief. Did you hear? hear, Some go, oh, well, you're not really a thief. You're just not. No, you're a thief. Something that is not yours, you're keeping to yourself. That's what a thief is, right? Sometimes we don't like to define the term of what it is. Um, now let me share this does anybody know what this is this is a golden golden ticket from Chick-fil-A baby I've got, I've got a, a thing on the screen you can see it oh, probably not a whole lot better than this okay if you fill out the survey 
you get a free chicken sandwich. Man, for $3.05, baby. Mm. I'm eating this tonight. I'm using mine tonight. So, simply live my It's free. Okay? And I, I need to tell, tell you this. I filled the survey out online and got the code. Is it right to just get one of these and fill it out, a code, and then t- turn it in? Oh, I'm stepping on so many toes right now. Blood squirting all over the carpet. It's not, is it? Now, there's two things. This is If you just do it and turn it in, are you a liar and a thief? Gosh, dadgummit, did I really have to? And if we, if we lie... Or steal in the small things. We're gonna we're gonna grow up. Now, me and I be grow up. We're gonna start to lie and steal in the big things. And you know what? God calls us. Dad, gummit. God calls us to live with integrity, to be righteous, to choose to do what's right. And this is just a small example. We can cheat our way through a lot of things, but we need to start to ask ourselves: Does it give God honor and glory when I do it? If 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 we mess. And, and, and cheat in the small things. We're going to cheat in the large things. Do y'all y'all hear me? Yeah, am I alone here? Or are, we, are you are you with me? Is that sort of what we're seeing that it says? Do y'all agree with the, the text and what I'm saying? Just important. Verse 29. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Can I tell you, point four, stop. Tearing down, start building up. We are experts, refined, so advanced at tearing down. It's easy. Got, 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 got gossip. I, I did the gossip a lot just so you could, you could feel it. Did, did you hear what she did? Do you know what they said? Do you know what they're doing? Have you heard this? Have you heard that? Um, I can't believe it. I heard that. Man. You know, crude. Being crude. Don't like corrupt. Come, you know, come from, from your mouth. Being crude with jokes. Don't let it. One thing I wrote here is sarcasm. Now, I understand you might be around a friend and this is the way you talk to each other. I get it. But what if it's someone who's not your friend? And you you can just cut them in half by just, man, your mama so, you know, whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying? Zingers, the cut downs. Man, can I tell you that? I am good at that. Oh, man, I, I can tell you up. But I don't need to because it's not right. Or you might just be mean, man. You might say stuff that's mean. I, I hate you. You're stupid. You dummy. Freak. Man, there's a lot of ways that we can tear down, right? A lot of ways. How do we build up? Encourage. How are you doing? There's compassion. There's concern. Encouraging. Hey, I like your car. Encourage. Okay, that may encourage them. Hey, hey, I hope you're having a good day. Give grace. Give mercy. I I read a book. It's called um, uh, The the Hidden Value of a Man. It's a book. Uh, 
and it really taught me a lot. He said that, that men, men, you've got a choice to wield to hold two swords, a, 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 a silver sword that you use for work, and you use this sword to get the job done. A lot of times you take the, the sword and you take it home. In the same way you deal with work to get your goals done, you, you use that sword at home. And it's not a gracious sword. It's a get-the-job-done sword. And God says when we go home, we need to, to really both times we need to hold the gold sword that is full of grace that will encourage and lift up. Man, be aware of what your mouth does. Be aware. Does it tear down? Because God says it should build up. And then we go here in verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, there's a verse that says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That if you are a believer in, in Jesus Christ, and that's who he spoke to, that God's Spirit is in you, and that when we do these things, when we lie, when we are angry, when we steal, when we cut down, we rip apart, it grieves that spirit that is inside of us that says, hey, you are more than that. You are, you know, and let me just, there's a verse that says, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Because sometimes you go, man, I just can't do it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you can't, but the spirit in you as you rely on it can. And it says, verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and, and slander be put away f- from you, along with all mal- malice. You know, lying, lie to lie, to have anger, to steal, corrupt, those things grow into all those things in verse 31. That's the results if, if you let those things reign in your body. And he says this in verse 32, Be kind to one Another tender heart, 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 hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Question one: Don't answer this out loud, but answer it inside. Has Jesus Christ forgiven you for your sins? Because He is the only way to God. Has He forgiven you of your sins? And if He has, you know that you're called to take the forgiveness He has given you. Because, dear Lord, he has to forgive me for a whole lot of stuff in the past, in the, in the present, and I know in the future. He's forgiven me, and I need to take the for- forgiveness that he gives me and bend it out to my friends, my, my family, my in- enemies. He says, forgive them, love them, forgive you. And if you say, man, I just can't do, do that, I don't know if you understand the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. If you go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you understand how much he has done for you that you can't extend to someone else. Because the one thing about this Christian life is giving f- forgiveness out. Um, uh, my, my hope is this: that we'll be honest, not prone to anger, but embracing peace. Let us be 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 givers who build up. And through all these things, let us tell others about the forgiveness we have received by giving it away. The best way that you can talk about Christ is giving forgiveness away. Because folks will go, man, that doesn't make sense. Why would you forgive them? And then you go, how could I not forgive them? Jesus Christ forgave me for all of my sins. How can I not forgive them for what they've done against me? People are going to talk about you. They may even, right now, you've got a list of names going, yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. First thing you need to do. If you have a relationship with Christ, first thing you need to do, forgive them. Forgive, just go, okay, I'm going to do it.
Let's pray and we're going to be dismissed tonight. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. Uh, I thank you that that you tell us to, to put off the old self. Uh, and, and Lord, the flesh is still here and it fights against us, Lord. But you put on the new self and your spirit is inside of us. And you, you call us to be... Um, the speakers of truth. You call us to be angry with things that that um, you are you hate, and do it in a way that is righteous and right to make change. And Lord, I ask that you'll use us, Lord. And when, when someone has wronged us, Lord, help us to love them, forgive them, go to make things right, do the best that we can. Uh, Lord, help us to watch what we say, uh, that that our words will um, be full of grace and full of love, and that we won't tear down, but we'll lift up. And Lord, use us to be a light in a world that so needs to see you, uh, from the, the, the youth in this room to the adults in this room. Lord, we just want to be used by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.